and welcome back to another episode of The Conspiracy Skeptic. I'm your Conspiracy Skeptic, Carl Mamer, and uh, this is our first show of 2013. Uh, I have a returning guest, uh, I guess uh, Mike. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike, can you pronounce your name, last name again? Bowler. Mike Bowler, yes, thank you. Okay. Yeah, yeah Mike, you might remember Mike from uh, almost pretty much exactly a year ago. We kind of did our uh, a year of conspiracy in review and looking forward to... Uh, you know, conspiracies of 2012. So we're gonna we're gonna duplicate that feat, and we're gonna look at conspiracies, some of the weirder conspiracies, I guess, of 2012, and maybe talk a bit about, you know, what's what's on the horizon for uh, for 20, 2013. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and in the last year, Mike, you've you've started your own conspiracy uh, kind of skeptic podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you didn't call it the Conspiracy Skeptic Podcast, though. No, no, oh no, no! I can't, I can't, comp- can't compete with the uh, conspiracy skeptic. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what is it? What is the name of your podcast? Well, I call it a skeptic's guide to conspiracy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I try to, I try to approach everything from a historical perspective, and because okay. uh, uh, I think uh, there's quite a few scientific-based ones, so I thought, you know what it. What's kind of missing in in the uh, arena is uh, a historical based huh. type. Okay. I mean, it's still still kind of sciencey, but you know what? Uh, see, a lot of the, a lot of these uh, a lot of the conspiracies I deal with, uh, they have more of a historical background to them. Right, right. And um, yeah, they kind of like um, Alex Jones. Alex Jones, I've, I've I've sort of covered you know years ago. I mean, he kind he kind of just sort of rewrites history, cherry picks history to sort of suit his his idea of how the world works. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um and he's still at it. Uh, <laughs> I I sent uh well I sent you links to the uh to my I got, I got a research page and I've got all sorts of neat stuff on uh Alex Jones. Right, yes. Yes, you could do you could do a, I think there is I don't know if it still exists, but there was a really good website that kind of uh used to just go through all of his stuff and you know po- I mean point point by point sort of takedowns of all of his claims and stuff like that. Right. I I've, I've seen a few. I I kind of I kind of browse through them uh mostly cuz I I go to the source and I I take his shows and I go I I just look listen to it and say Where's this? What, what what history books is this guy reading? You know, type of thing. Right. Now you're uh right now you're in sort of my quasi hometown of Detroit, right? You're not right. from Detroit. You're was the Chicago area. Well, I'm from I'm I live in the Chicago area, but I've been working in Detroit, the Detroit area, okay. so, South Detroit. South Detroit. There is no such thing. That's Windsor, South Detroit. <laughs> it's like oh, bo- okay. born and raised in South Detroit. Uh, the uh, the journey song, and because Detroit starts at the Detroit River. So there's anything south of Detroit. Detroit, the city of Detroit, is actually uh, Windsor, Ontario, which is my hometown, South Detroit. Wow. Okay. Wow. So what? So which? Which area of Detroit? Uh, actually, it's like on the southern border of, right, right on the southern border. I, I actually work, uh, or I, li- I, I stay in a hotel in uh, South um, Southgate. Okay. It's a, and. Um, the the plant is like right. I mean, literally, uh, half the plants in Detroit. The other half's in uh, uh, Mel- Melvinville. Oh, okay. 
Okay. But, yeah, it's it's a refinery. It's a big big site. Oh, okay. So if you if you see the the big Pistons basketball, one of the, uh, the tanks painted like a Pistons basketball, that's where I'm working at. Oh, okay. I don't want to give out company names. No, okay, I won't ask. Yeah, but oh. De- Detroit Detroit is not without its charms. Uh, oh yeah, I I, I kind of like it. It it, it kind of reminds me of being in Chicago. I'm 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 kind of from the southwest of Chicago, but you know I I spent a lot of time going into Chicago, and it kind of it has that feel of uh you know uh Southside Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Think. Think. Think about. Um, yeah. Think. The great thing about a lot of these sort of you know what they kind of call Rust Belt uh, cities, like you know Pittsburgh and and uh, and Detroit and stuff like that, is um, there's no there's like like a lack of irony. You know, people are just kind of very straight up and genuine, and they do things because they like doing them, not because uh, it's like. There, it's ironic or something like that. It's, right. it's hard to describe, but it's just it's just really kind of refreshing to go to some of these cities and just just people are just nice and and they're yeah. just yeah and they say hello because they mean hello, not because it's like you know it's the latest thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Have you have you done a Michigan left yet? Uh, too many of them. <laughs> Whoever came up with that idea, I think they should have their pensions pulled from them, you know, because, you know, that, that, that's about that's the only confusing part about driving in Michigan is that they always those left turns. Yeah. I mean, my hotel, I, I make a I make a right turn, but I got to make a left turn, and then another right turn. And it's almost like literally I just do this big S back and forth to get into the parking lot. I, right. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on, people, you know, but the. You know, some of the uh, in that area, some of the streets are really weird. They're like, it actually kind of. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Madison, Wisconsin. It's kind of like that. It's it's like these streets that, you know, there's traffic circles in in Madison, um, a lot of traffic circles, traffic triangles, okay. type of thing, where they're they're mixing like mix map. It's like trying to build like an interstate, but all on one level type of thing. So there's a lot of st- a lot of stops and weird um, one-way streets that you know it's it just uh, it, it for someone uh, like me I live out I kind of live out in the country so I got wide open roads you know that I don't have to worry about stopping too much but you get into these to- those towns and it's like okay am I supposed to make oh, oh I'm only supposed to make left turns here I can't only make a left turn <laughs> Yeah, the, the, Mich- the Michigan left. I guess maybe for people who aren't familiar, it's 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 kind of like a, um, a linear roundabout because it's like North Americans. We do not know how to use roundabouts. So if you had to sort of make a roundabout that North Americans can understand, it's it's basically like the, all streets have these big center boulevards, and then if you want to sort of make a left, you kind of pull into this boulevard and then and then uh you know sort of uh wait till traffic approaching on your right uh now passes you and then you enter into the lane and then you can you know get into uh your your white castle parking lot or wherever you're right going it's 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 kind of basically a way of making a left-hand turn without kind of the dangers of a left-hand turn right yeah, so it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it it took a little getting used to, and uh, but once I figured it out, and I, I think I I can drive it as well as the Michigan Michigans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, 
right. Yeah. So, right. so I guess getting back to the conspiracy at hand. So, so Obama was reelected, and um, and and has this has this killed the birthers? Like, are are the birthers are they are they done for now, or or what's what's going on with the birthers? Well, it sounds like they're re- trying to reinvent themselves a little bit. Uh, one of the more popular ones uh, that Orly Tate's. She's been. Uh, I don't know what her deal is. She's she's been filing lawsuits here and there for different people. Uh, anything that has to do with, uh, um, oh, what was some of them? like some of them were uh, for guys that were going over to Iraq, okay, and trying to get out of the uh, uh, to get out of being deployed using the uh, Obama not being a you know, being legal president, he can't send them over there. <laughs> it's it's an interesting strategy. Right. And apparently she's done this in like five or six different states, maybe maybe more. Okay. Um, the Jerome Corsi one, though, that that's the good one. Uh, that's the guy he wrote. Uh, oh, he just wrote the where's the where's the birth certificate or he had that he had the book and it just came out. Like maybe like six weeks before Obama issued his uh, long form okay. birth certificate, okay. and of course the fallout after that was was uh, very very nice to see. It was like uh, uh, bookstores pulling the books off the shelves. Um, I think Esquire did a um, oh a kind of a kind of a parody of this whole thing. It actually got him in trouble. I, uh, of course, he ended up suing them, but uh, it's kind <laughs> of this, uh, kind of this, uh, yeah, it's kind of like an Onion article, you know, where, uh, where everything, uh, you know, all the stuff that went wrong and people uh, turning against him. And I actually, uh, I, there's a book called The Fox Effect. It's uh, about, it's about Roger Ailes and the, and the uh, Fox uh, network and how, the, how they, how they did a lot of their uh, propaganda. I mean, it's it's, it's really neat. It, 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 they had a, had it down to a science, and that's how Corsi really got his uh, his start and got people believing him. Okay. Uh, there was like this really neat, uh, and it's a, it was a neat formula. See, they would uh, they would come up with a story. They'll make something up, and that's what Fox was good at making up stories. And uh, what they would do is they put it on Fox and Friends, the early, the, that early morning show. Okay. See what reaction they got from the from the uh, from the audience, you know, through their their internal polls and stuff like that. And if it if it rang with the audience, then they would then they would feed feed, feed uh, stories to uh, well to to the news people, you know, the, during the day, and then. Getting O'Reilly and uh, Hannity to, okay. to to play up the story as much as they can, and of course they, Corsi had uh, had been on uh, had been interviewed by the uh, by uh, uh, I just said his name um, O'Reilly, O'Reilly yeah O'Reilly and uh, Hannity had interviewed the guy, and then he, and uh, CNN picked him up. And actually killed the uh, interview in the middle because it was all they, they realized it was all bullshit. <laughs> you know, so uh, 
Now, now this this Corsi guy, Jer- Jerome Corsi, he's like he writes for this WorldNet Daily. Is this right? Okay, yeah. He because like the WorldNet Daily is. Um, it, if you are into conspiracies and you just and you feel like I'm running out of material, the World Net Daily is wonderful. <laughs> you go oh, yeah. to, it is endless amounts of lunacy and everything from 2012 to like you know birthers and and the comment section and there are people there that are just you you wonder how they function in life. Some of these some of these people. Oh, definitely. It's like the National Enquirer for politics, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I strongly encourage you if you really, yeah, if you just feel like the world's just a li- making too much sense. The world's just a little too rational, a little too sane. I, it doesn't have, you know, the thrill is gone. Subscribe to the World mm-hmm. Net Daily. Daily. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, that, I get a lot of material out of those guys, you know, because they – and it's not so much – I mean, they, they they just keep beating the the horse to death, you know. I mean, it's, you know, they they just won't give up. I mean, Corsi, he still, he still believes that uh, everything he wrote in his book, you know. But of course, most of the stuff now is uh, is all moot because of the release of the um, birth certificate. So uh, I mean, it's just never ending. It's it, it's so fun. There, there, there's a there's a blog I I was sort of following. It was, it was called Squeaky Squeaky From Girl Reporter, uh, and um, let's see, let me just I think the birther the birther think tank uh, the the woman who writes it she calls herself Squeaky Squeaky From uh, Girl Girl Reporter Squeaky From be uh, reference to the uh, uh, a Manson family woman that kind of did she she drop a couple shots at Gerald Ford or something like that yeah yeah <laughs> was, yeah yeah charming individual but oh, yeah. the, this this woman curiously this woman she was a birther and then uh, Obama released his long form firm long form birth certificate and then she's it's one of those sort of people where it's like here's my goalpost show me the long form birth certificate. And then they show the long form birth certificate, and she's like, "Well, you've met my goalpost. You're right. You you are you are a American citizen, and you are the legal president." And then she completely switched over to like looking. Now she started to look back at like all this birther stuff, and sort of realized. Oh, oh yeah, it's all crap, you know. And, and she devoted, she's devoted. Uh, I don't think she's updated it since October 2012, but uh, but very, very, very fascinating blog, regardless. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just great that you know there are are some people out there that don't move the goalposts. But in as that I guess in the whole birther thing, right? right? Obama comes out with the with the birth certificate, and then you'd think that would settle it down. But I, I mean, as we know. It's not. Their people are going to move the goalpost. How, so how did they move the goalpost? Actually, I think they they're they're just saying that it was a, a, a forgery that the that this long long form was forged. Uh, right. Yes. Because there was a couple guys that came out says um, expert took, experts. They have to ex- call them experts. Oh yeah, I, yeah experts. Yeah, yeah. That that that's a good one. That, that that's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> Apparently, they brought it into Photoshop right. and found found it layered. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh, like, okay, I'm not a Photoshop guy, but uh, apparently, when I looked into it a little bit, it's like, well, there's a function in uh, Paint Shop or whatever the 
program they use that will take certain colors and put them on its own layer. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently that's what these guys were doing. They were kind of faking it a little bit, that claiming that it was all Photoshop. This is a Photoshopped uh, long form. Okay. So that's like, okay, it's a forgery, so we we got to keep going. And, right. you know, because they, they keep falling back on, uh, I think there's been some, like some news articles talking about uh, Kenyan-born Obama, which were, of course, mistakes, right. typos in, you know, just people, uh, you know, I mean, people are human. They, they make mistakes, you know, but it's like, you know, you know, if you make that, you know, it's like they made that mistake and now, oh, no, because that, that's just a Freudian slip or whatever the, you know, a slip of the tongue, you know, they, you know, that's or part of the MK Ultra, whatever they want to, you know, right. whatever they want to call it. My 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 favorite, uh, I guess, kind of goalpost is yeah. It's like the, the you know the people who just claim, well, the birth certificate is is forged, and yeah. And I was sort of saying, I read a couple of people, and they're like, well, you know, experts have experts have vouched that it's a forged birth certificate, and and it's like, well, well who are the experts? And it's like, well, you know, a couple of guys who use Photoshop. It's like, well. What do you mean experts? Are they like, do they work for the FBI? Are they document, you know, forgery experts? You know, no, they're just a couple of guys who use Photoshop. So doesn't make them experts. And a, a, a good point for like why, you know, consensus is, is important. Right. But but there's a whole idea. It's like the, it's like, um, uh, okay, yes, Obama, you know, was born in America, but... Um, you know the the Constitution says natural born citizen, and then they they try to argue that that since I think it's like his like he either he gave up his citizenship or he had he had he was living in Kenya and he he he, he had like British citizenship at that time like a dual citizenship or right. else one of his parents was not an American and 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 therefore you know but. To be president, you have to have, both of your parents have to be American. They 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 have all these weird arguments that that that's like as if that's what the Constitution says. And but then when you kind of dig into this, they've ruled on these things like you know a hundred years ago. Right. You know, it's like no, it's it never. That there's already court rulings about this sort of stuff. That, that right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the, been the big thing. And when I started looking into it, you know. I mean, the Constitution just says natural-born citizen, which means what? I mean, does it mean that they're born within the United States or U.S. territory? You know, there's there's no delineation. I mean, this is all. I mean, it's it's mostly opinion. What is what kind of? Because um, McCain was born in in the in the Canal Zone. Right. Yes. Um. And actually, if when you look at it. I actually kind of did this. The first, uh, what was it? Uh, the first few presidents were technically British subjects when they when they were born. Right. You know, Washington. Uh, let's see, Washington. You know, Washington, uh, Adams, Jefferson, Madison. I think it's the last one would be like uh, uh, Andrew Jackson. Okay. Would have been like the the first president that would have been born as a an American citizen was born an American citizen right yes so uh, you know the you know the that argument now maybe there you know I don't I didn't 
dig too deep because apparently uh, Hamilton was not eligible to be a pres- president, but because he was born in uh, oh he was born in the Caribbean, one of the Caribbean islands, Jamaica, okay. I think. So how they decided that early on, because uh, I mean most of the, most of the early presidents were born technically within one of the states of the of the United States. But but you know, under what uh many of these guys are saying today, those guys would never have been eligible. You know, the the arguments they're making today, those presidents would have been would right. not been eligible. Right, yeah. Well I th- I think the whole natural born thing it, it was sort of decided there was a kind of like a couple Chinese laborers and um, then, you know, they, then they had a son in America, and then the the son took it. You know, that son, uh, they took it to court. You know, the son was a citizen, and the, and the judge basically ruled. Well, no, according to the way the Constitution is written, you know, something basically natural born, you know, subject to you know the laws of the United States. So, if you were born in America, and uh, and you know, you can be are you know arrested in America, or you have to obey American laws, then then then, then you are. You know, a, de- a de facto citizen. So basically, the only people that are not citizens born in America are, are, are diplomats because they are—they're not sort of subject to—they have immunity to most American laws. So, so, so basically, that was it was the, the the Supreme Court ruling. So, if so, it, it, Obama could have parents from Mars, right? And as right. long as he was born in Hawaii, he is still a natural born citizen. So, yeah. Right. But oh, that was the thing that that that. That they claimed that right that he was he was living in Kenya and he was a Kenyan citizen and Kenya didn't allow um, dual citizenship so they they would claim that therefore he had to give up his American citizenship to have the Kenyan citizenship but then people are like well no no it was a British colony at that time and, and he had I believe he had a uh, 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 um, British citizenship like like. People who lived in British colonies at that time kind of had a British citizenship. It, it might not have quite counted as British citizenship. I know, I know. I had like a girl from from Hong Kong, and she kind of had this weird ass British passport that was like, well, it's not really good for. You know, I can't move to Britain and live there, basically. Yeah, yeah. It that whole thing, and of course. Uh, I, I love some of these some of these other guys. There's a oh, what's his name Bassanago or something like that. He's like, uh, well, he believes that uh, young uh, Barry Sotaro. Yeah, yeah, that's the other good one, right? Yeah, <laughs> I love that Barry. Yeah, Barry Sotaro and AKA uh, Obama. <laughs> right. Apparently, he was in, they were involved with some type type of uh, teleportation to Mars. Okay, and and this guy and Obama had made regular trips to Mars to a, a, a secret base there. So, you know, uh, it, it it never ends. It'll never end. This, this Barry guy. Now, some birthers claim that this is Obama's real name, right? Barry. Right. This was so Soweto, or how do you pronounce that last name? Sotero. Sotero. Okay, that that was his Obama's. Stepdad's name or something like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Or is either his dad or his stepdad or something. And then they claim that 
That was Obama's name in, when he was going to university in America as a foreign student or something like that. Something like that. Um, I want to say it may have been because he had lived in uh, uh, Indonesia for a while. Right, I, yeah. I think that's maybe where he started using that or that name was start or what they claim that he started using that name because I think he was going to school there. But they were also saying that it was a, uh, you know, that that's where that um, Muslim, you know, the where they were talking about a, a Muslim school and he's mm-hmm. uh, Mandrasa, uh, is that? Yeah, something. Uh, yeah, I, right. I have, I have to say, I'm a, Mike. I, I need you to help me pronounce your last name, Bowler. Bowler. <laughs> that's the problem when you just do most of your life reading and not actually talking to people. Is you're <laughs> like, I can read that word. I don't don't ask me to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. But, but Madrasa or something like that. Yeah, yeah Madrasa. And, uh, uh, of course, it didn't exist. It actually didn't ever exist. Because another thing from the Fox Effect book, um, Fox does not have reporters that go into the field. They rely heavily on local reporters to feed them news. Okay. So somebody out in the field said, yeah, Someone and apparently someone in Indonesia that they had no clue who he was said that yeah there's this school. Well, CNN actually sent a, re, uh, a reporter to Indonesia to look it up and they couldn't find the place. So you know, uh, a lot of you know, oh you know where that name came from. If it's I don't know if it has to do with because uh, there's there's an issue with the uh, is. Um, Social Security number, and I haven't been able to figure that one out actually, because uh, I know that the numbers—I don't know—the first two numbers in a Social Security number mean something. I don't know if it's the state, you know, because it's a, it's supposed to, because they keep referring to that his his uh, Social Security number was issued in Connecticut, I believe, when he was living in Hawaii. Okay. Um, but how that, you know, it's possible, you know, it's possible. I'm, I, mean, I can say, it, you, well, of course, nowadays here in the States, you got to, when you're born, you automatically get a social security number. Uh, I want to say back when I, I was a kid and probably maybe, well, you're not from the States, but you're probably someone your age. We might have waited till we're like uh, five or six years old before we got our social security number. So we may have moved, you know, or moved somewhere in in the interim. Right, you know, right. So if he got, if he, or, cause I'm trying to think, I think there was, I mean, in some cases, because I don't think you needed a social security number to get into school or, you know, the, our, our grade schools and middle schools, what they're, what they're calling now. <coughs> But I would think, but once you need, once you went and got a job, you absolutely had to have a social security number so you can apply at that, that point. Right. So, um, see, I want to say, I think, see, I think I got mine, like maybe I was like five or six years old when my dad bought up insurance on us. So he need, apparently they needed a social security number for that. So it's, you know, it, it, it's different. I mean, I, it, it, it could very well be that people are applying today's standard to something that happened 
50 years ago. Right, yeah. Yeah, if I recall, like, I mean, this has nothing to do with America because it's Canada, but yeah, in Canada, you, uh, right, you have to kind of apply for your, we call it social insurance number, S-I-N, SIN, your SIN, or sometimes people just say SIN number, and, uh, but uh, yeah, your SIN, you, you, you basically, yeah, you, you apply for it at some point in your life when you eventually kind of need it, you know, uh, usually your mom applies for it at some point, but you get a little card. I still have my card. I think I got in, like when I was in grade eight. I'm 46, you know, and I'm like, or eighth grade is, I guess, Americans would say. But, but yeah, I think with my little grade eight signature still. And <laughs> oh yeah. Actually, I don't think I have my social security signature on it, or maybe I do. It just it's not worn off enough after the years. Right. Yeah. Uh, we even have like kind of like a long. F- Form birth certificate. We have like a short form, like it's kind of like a wallet card, and like a long form. And you, you, almost probably nobody has their long form, and and it'd be really hard to find it in Canada. You have to, I think, you have to find their hospital. And my mom, who's like an excellent record keeper, you know, has always had it, and it's kind of a really cool looking document. It's all sort of, it's black and written with, it's kind of like black ink with like white depressions for the text. It's almost like a like a negative. It's it feels almost oily with all kinds of official stamps and the names of the doctors and all sorts of crap. But but yeah, but you just have like a little wallet card that is your birth certificate yeah. as well. You don't want to ever ever say, show me that long form, you know. Right. Yeah. Actually I I do have my long form. And I know uh, on occasion I think my brothers have had to have the short their short forms mm-hmm. to get passports and stuff like that. Yeah, and that that, you know, that that's the other funny you know the other funny thing uh, that uh, well with the short form and I think I talked about this on the uh, last year. Okay, that uh, yeah, I mean the short form is technically that you know someone went into the file found a long form and says okay yeah we got a long form here we can. We'll issue this the short form because it it has it has a seal it has a it's on official paper all that kind of stuff and why no one would accept it you know you know and basically you know the long form confirmed just about everything even though some it, again there's they think it's all you know it's a forgery and you know this hospital. It wasn't. He wasn't at this hospital. It was at at this hospital. But again, it's just people. You know, you're trying to remember things that happened 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Well, what? What? I mean, even one of the states, like wasn't it like Arkansas or something, where it's like the the state of Arkansas was saying to Hawaii, "Send us the form, or else Obama can't run in this province." And Hawaii's like, "Well, we don't have to send you the form. We we can." verify that you know that we have that form you know and they're like no send us the form and they're like you don't get it (laughs) if one state says by the constitution if one state says we have a valid form you have to accept that we we have told you the truth you know there there is like it's it's like kind of a constitutional thing right well, I think a, a couple of states had tried to uh, pass laws that uh, uh, required long forms, 
but I don't, I don't think any of them ever passed, and a lot of them were killed killed in uh, in progress, I guess. Yeah. But um, oh, I'm trying to think, because I think Arizona tried to do that. I'm not sure about Texas, but again, you know, you know, arguing over the, you know, you know, uh, you know this whole uh, <laughs> this whole birth certificate thing. I mean, you know, it's oh, I don't know, it, it, I don't know why why it ha- you know. But I know that, like with like Orly Tate's, um, uh, trying to think. Well, of course he he's trying to sell books. I mean, he's wrote a number of books, so uh, he wants to sell books. I think Tate's. I think she sells uh, quack remedies. I think on top of it. Well, she's a de- she's like part dentist, part lawyer. Okay. And uh, and see Phil Berg. He he has fallen off the. Off my radar, so I have I haven't heard anything out of him. I don't know if he what he's what he's might be brewing up. Um, but then there was guys like Trump who had wanted to be a wanted to be president and kind of kind of pressed for the pressed for the uh, birth certificate, only to get slammed. I get yeah, get, be given the birth certificate. He was on something. What was he on about like a number of months ago about like he's going to give five million dollars to charity if Obama does something? Oh, I'm trying to remember because there's something about oh, because I think oh, I'm trying to remember because I oh, I don't I don't know. Awesome. Magic of Google. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I know he's been on, so yeah, releasing the it's almost college records, yeah. So so Trump has promised to yeah pay five million dollars to Obama if he releases his college records, which I'm not sure if that is has anything to do with with like it's like okay maybe you know he is he can be president he is a citizen but. I think he just faked his way through college. <laughs> like it's, it's the, they're really kind of like I, I, yeah. I. He might have cheated on a test at some point in his life. You know, anything's possible. But you know, what? he passed a bar exam in in Illinois. He, he's technically a lawyer. You know, he's you know he's a lawyer. Um, I think you would have to remember some stuff from school to to pull that one off. Um, and you know, if he studied overseas, big whoop. I mean, I think a lot of people have done that. You know, uh, right. you know, you know, exchange students back and forth. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know what I don't know what that would do to improve or or damage Obama's reputation. You know, right? But yeah, it's it's like this guy has gotten. You know, um, Trump has gotten just so much publicity from this and it just it seems it it, it, it sort of seems mean that that it's like I'll give five million dollars if you do X which he knows Obama's not going to do you know and I I just don't see why he he can't go okay look I've gotten all this free publicity 
I'm going to make a donation to charity. <laughs> you know? it's, right. It's it, it's just it's it just makes them seem incredibly mean human being. I yeah I don't I don't know I mean maybe he maybe with the the face does he still do that does the um, Apprentice show. Yeah yeah he's still doing yeah Donald okay. Trump's Apprentice. Okay. Maybe he's just trying to drum up some interest. So, hey, let's check out what Trump will do in next season or something like that. I, you know, I, I mean, I'm a bit cynical when it comes to that, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, like a lot of these guys who promote, you know, conspiracies, you know, like, like the, like the birth, they're, they're these are guys, they're selling books, they're, they're, you know, they're selling whatever. And, um, I mean, Alex Jones, I mean, I don't know if he's got a chance to see that. Uh, I, I did a, I, I've been doing this uh, kind of a unofficial uh, analysis of just the commercials on his program, mm-hmm. and you know, fifty percent of the commercials on his uh, on his show, and this would be just for the uh, what he issues as a podcast through okay. iTunes. Okay, fifty percent of it is products that he sells. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently he and he he has made a switch from he's he was big on gold. I think he was working with the the head of the the network he's on to promote gold sales. But now that uh, gold has kind of peaked out, okay. he switched over to herbal remedies and you know the detoxing stuff and but you'll you'll you know but you'll see on his show. All these, I mean, there's the colloidal silver generators. And, oh, God, yeah. You know, all the, the crap medicine and uh, survival gear, you know, you, you know, the, oh, you get the, 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 oh, the, the 30 day or the 190 day or 120 day uh, survival packs and, you know, just all, yeah, all sorts of stuff like that. So it's all, I think it's all has to do with selling. To make him money because, I mean, I love, I love the, I, I, I just happened to turn on uh, the um, conspiracy theory with uh, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, um, uh, uh, I, I follow that show. <laughs> okay. The one with David Icke. Yeah. And when he, when he was sitting there, uh, you know. Talking to David Icke. Jesse talking. Ventura talking to David Icke. Yeah. And sitting there going, you made $2 million doing this doing these tours, these talks, you know, that, you know, and, and I just clammed up and said, uh, I don't have to do, I have to, don't have to deal with this. I, I'm not, you know, and just walked away, you know, it's like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. David, I just sort of stood up and walked out of the interview with uh, Jesse Ventura. What, what was amazing about that is it's like, we're, we are three seasons into conspiracy with, you know, uh, Jesse Ventura, who was the governor of Minnesota. And, um, and everything, it's like, um, you know, the one he did with the mind control people are so sad, but, uh, it's sort of like he's like, I don't know, this stuff sounded weird, but then this guy, he started using science sounding words, so I think it might be legitimate. Like, this is how yeah. his, reasoning process goes and then so he's just he's incredibly credulous and and uh except for the david ike show which it's like he's like from the 
from the beginning, he's completely, you know, not credulous or the word incredulous, not to be confused with that podcast that uh, the incredulous podcast. But, um, uh, you know, so he, he he's, uh, he's, he's just completely incredulous and, and just goes right for the throat of David Icke. And I'm like. How is this the same guy who's just like that other guy sounded so sciencey? We maybe there is something to this mind control stuff. And, and then I realized, oh, you know, being governor of uh, of uh, Minnesota, therefore he is also a space lizard, right? Right. So David Ike would have him fingered as a space lizard, right? Uh, Shape shifting reptiloid, I think, is the proper term. <laughs> I'm just going to do a Google search and see if at any point David Icke has ever claimed that that uh, Jesse Ventura is, is is one of the space lizards. Well, of course, if you do a Google search on uh, Jesse Ventura space lizard, you're going to find now a billion references to uh, uh, to, to the actual show on, on the subject. But I, I will research that and post in the notes if I do find. Uh, I would not be surprised if, if in David Icke's list of politicians who are actually space lizards. Jesse Ventura has come up on that, on that list. Yeah, probably on the short list now. He was, yes. on, he was probably on the long list. Now he's bumped up the short list. <laughs> moved up, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's and I've always said about um, Jesse Ventura's uh, you know, conspiracy theory, it's, it, it's a show that leaves you stupider. Like, you cannot come out of that show without uh, at least a temporary IQ reduction. Right. Oh, definitely. It's 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 almost as good as a lobotomy, you know. Yes, exactly. Have, have you been following American Horror Story? Uh no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, speaking about lobotomies, yeah, I, I got I I I just gotta I gotta put a shout out to that show. It's like uh, season two. Each season is like its own self-contained story, so you don't have to jump into season one to understand season two. Season two is just its own story. And season two is just like, whoa. It's it's like the whole kitchen sink. It's got space aliens and demonic, demonic possession and, you know, serial killers. And it's just, wow. It's a really good show. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So, uh, what else, so what else has kind of transpired this, this, this year that, that you, you were kind of gobsmacked by? Well, I mean, I kind of like the the 2012 uh, apocalypse. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was a good one. Thank God, uh, Stuart Robbins. He 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 did a kick ass job covering that one. That's I mean, true. He did a very good job. Yeah. I, I just, but I I just want I just want a definitive list of people I can now make fun of. <laughs> Start tweeting at you, moron. <laughs> I hope I hope Stuart comes out of that with that list. Because yeah, he's supposed to be working on it, so uh, okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Because okay. uh, there's uh, so many people that are just like, nope, something's going to happen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I mean, I was just like, uh, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I, I was sitting there, I'm, I'm waiting, I'm going, okay, it's, it's the 21st. Um, okay. I'm, I actually, actually, I was driving back from Detroit, so I thought, you know, maybe I, if I turn my recorder on and do like a like a report from the field, you know, oh, there's uh, there's police cars out there, uh, there must be something going. Oh no, no, it's just a car accident. Uh, oh, they're, um, you know, whatever, and try to go along and oh, 
oh, oh, there's, uh, there's some traffic back up. Uh, maybe, maybe that part of the world's fallen off and, oh, no, no, it's just a construction zone. You know, try to do something funny, but, uh, it was a snowy day. I, did, I think it would have been a, a better idea to keep my eye on the road. Yeah. Well, but, it's Michael, Michael Godot, you know, the, uh, from Penn, you know, Penn radio show, Michael Penn's co-host. I was talking with him the other day, and he was sort of saying, well, I guess not the other day, maybe last month, and he was saying um, his, his own son, who's like, I think his son's maybe about 10 or 11, you know, you know, as a lot of, you know, boys at 10 or 11, you know, you know voracious readers of all things science, but, you know, when we're all 10 or 11, we watched uh, In Search Of, right? Like, we were just oh, like, yeah. and, and we had a very hard time distinguishing between In Search Of and, you know, Nova or, or um, you know, what Carl Sagan does and things like that. We're, I'm really dating ourselves, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching Cosmos. Uh, yeah, Cosmos. Uh, there was, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Nova. Yeah, Nova. Nova. Still around Nova, but it's yeah. I mean with with a billion channels who yeah. watches PBS anymore, right? It's like, oh right. I remember that station. But uh you see it, but his son was getting like really worried about this whole twenty twelve, you know, Dad, there's a there's a giant planet heading straight towards Earth and you know, Michael's gonna like no. If there was, it would be on NASA. You'd always have to be kind of reassuring a son that, you know, and, and there's just there's just a lot of idiots out there who are out to line their pockets and not realizing that they're scaring a lot of people. Like, not, you know, I mean, you can sort of maybe go, well, adults, come on, you know, just read a read a book. But, but you know, when you're scaring 10-year-olds and, and they're, you know, should I kill my dog before the end of 2012? I don't want him to suffer. You know, it's just, it's just it is so... It's just so mean, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, with, uh, well, like with, uh, camping and, uh, his end of the world prediction, oh. you know, and that whole mess, um, people just giving away their money to, you know, to whatever, and, uh, now they're, they're broke. I mean, I know, I've known people, but back in, uh, you know, white, for Y2K, I knew, I knew this guy who, he had, uh, he had a really sizable stock portfolio. He sold everything, converted it to gold. He went. He he lived in Mexico, so he he moved him. He moved down to Mexico to let everything die out. He came back after after nothing happened, and at that time there was you know the dot coms were pretty big, so he put all that he converted it back into uh, dot com stock and <laughs> and totally totally took it and uh, <laughs> you know it's like and I kept said I kept telling him. Dude, nothing's gonna happen. I mean, you know, I was there, there was a there was a radio program uh, called uh, "For the People" by Chuck Harder, H A R D E R, and uh, he would have this guy. And I really wish I could find some of that that material because I remember this guy taught. You know, they, they had this guy on the on the radio talking about you know, all the microchips that were gonna fail, and he kept referring to the five fifty five timer. It's a, a the 555 and the 556 were these. It's just a. It's basically you add a, a resistor and a capacitor, okay. five volts, and it created a time. You know, depending on your the resistor capacitor you put in, you know, you get like a one second or a five second uh, pulse coming out. You know, so as a to time things. And he said that these things were going to fail. I'm like. No, because there's nothing, there's nothing smart inside of them. It's just, okay. you know, it's like a, 
click, 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 click thing, you know. Okay. And he was saying that these, this is what was running our traffic lights and all these, you know, that they're in our uh, VCRs and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, you're full of uh, BS, you know. And uh, so I knew that a lot of this, uh, this stuff was kind of garbage. I mean, I, I want to say, uh, well, my brother, he was mentioning that the kids where he worked, the computers they they were working on, because it, a lot of their stuff was still using the two digits, you know, for dates, you know, because that's what I guess this particular program generated their contracts. So okay. it'd be it'd be a good idea that, you know, the contract read two thousand instead of nineteen hundred, you know, type yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, so, but basically, nothing was nothing was going to happen, and my under at the time. Uh, industrial computers were not that sophisticated. They were, they were just just getting to a point. But you know what? These these, uh, com- these those computers are so isolated. It, you know, uh, it would take a major effort uh, to break into like a, a refinery or a nuclear reactor to screw around inside. Right. Um, if I seem to recall that the like computers, like the whole computer. Computers in factories, like, like you know, way, way, way back, we had um, um, like kind of like uh, like hydraulics, basically, you know, p- kind of running factories, right? Air compressors and hydraulics, and and then as we began to automate, then it, we sort of built on top of that logic of of the logic of like h- hydraulics and 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 sort of very simple switching mechanisms and stuff like that and, and right i think what they call yeah. it, like ladder logic or yeah that i i program in ladder logic okay right i, yeah. I actually worked with um cuz i got like early in in many of the process plants uh, is pneumatics it's some hydraulics, but uh, mostly. Uh, oh, sorry, pneumatics. Right. Oh, oh, that that's okay. It's, they're kind of the same. It's just okay. two different, you know, air versus uh, oil, you know, yes. type of thing. But you know, we there were some cases where there were hydraulics involved, but uh, mostly it was uh, pneumatic. Um, then they started going to uh, electronic, uh, four to twenty milliamp type signals, and um, yeah, the, the PLCs. These yeah, uh, right, KLC. That's the. Yeah, I, I worked a lot with uh, Alan Bradley PLCs and Omron and all sorts of different ones. And but again, it, these were really simple. They just the program inside of it was it. You know, there was no. It was it was kind of getting to a point where they were able to start feeding out data into larger networks, but that was usually done through a, a basic basic module. Where the ba- a basic program would read out whatever data and then send it serially to a, a mainframe or a or a desktop computer. Um, now it's all Ethernet, you know, your your standard uh, networking and a lot of that. But uh, I, again, I can't. I don't want. I I gotta be careful because this is kind of security related. Okay. But. There is there's literally fire uh, not even a firewall it's, it's it's a lot of times it's physically there's no connection between the the process equipment and uh, IT type equipment like like a battle star right <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah you got yeah you got to get up you got to go down to down to the lower deck to shut off the tractor beams you yes, know exactly 
<laughs> well, but yes, yeah, so, I mean the whole 2012. I, I mean uh, Y2K. You know, the, the one interesting thing about the whole Y2K sort of uh, run up is is when when we got when we had the big power failure it was like 2003. All a lot of people who had sort of like you know battened down for some sort of you know okay we're probably going to be without power for you know a week not the nutsos but people who just were like you know what we might be able without power for a while we might the people who prepared to that level when t- 2003 happened they were like oh i got a generator in the garage like mm. it ended up being money well spent but you know yeah not at the right time not at the right time but it 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 was sort of interesting. It, it does sort of, sort of, you know, it's like, okay, you, you should prepare for some, like I have, you know, I have just like a, you know, like a few gallons of water stored here. Not, not because it's like, you know, there's going to be a right race war, but because once in a while, you know, they turn the water off to your building and you might not even notice that. And, and, yeah. and it's like, I don't want to brush my teeth with orange juice. You know? So right. it's just kind of, yeah. yeah, kind of counterproductive. You know? yeah, exactly. And if you live in a, like a big, like I live in a big condo building, it's like, if you know, if we're out without power for a couple days, there's no electricity to pump water up to your unit, you know? So it does not hurt to be prepared in some small ways, but right. Yeah. Yeah, what? Oh. I was gonna, oh. I was going to say what, but the, why, what? Because there are people. It's like, like, it's like, like my, my girlfriend. She works in HR, and then she, you know, she would have some people coming to her, and and so it, she works at like a big firm, and so HR is sometimes a bit like, you know, peer counseling or something. And she would have, you know, people come to her from time to time and go, look, I'm having a really hard time concentrating my job because of I'm getting a divorce or whatever. And and she would have a couple of people coming to her saying, you know, look, I'm having a really hard time concentrating my job because, you know, like my husband thinks the world's going to end in 2012. And, and, and so she has to, he, I had to start to become a bit of an expert on 2012. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and I think she just sort of does it to kind of turn me on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. but uh, so how do you get to a skeptic? You know, honey, I'm reading Richard Dawkins, but um, no, but, um, so, uh, so, so, uh, so, what do you think that some people like? You know, they. It's like someone on the internet said the world's going to end. I'm going to panic. Like, why do people fall for that? What, what's, what's your what's your thinking on that? Well, I think it's it may be uh, kind of multifold. I guess where I mean, you got you got people who are. I mean, at least from the what I know is from the conspiracy side, you know, there's people that are just questioning what what's going on in Washington or Ottawa. I mean, I mean, I'm sure. Thank, thanks for the. I'll, I'll, yeah. Thanks for the Canadian plug. Yeah, and you know, and all, and they're they're wondering what what the. Uh, just a little side note. I bet I've been listening heavily to Canadian radio when I'm in Detroit. Oh, I don't okay. actually. Yeah, well, actually, uh, there's a. It, it, it's the weirdest coincidence. Uh, there's a in Windsor. There's a, that. Uh, it's a classic rock station. Uh, One hundred point seven. Okay. Okay. The, the there's a classic rock station here in Joliet. It's one hundred point one hundred point seven that I listen to all the time. I, I thought I went through a time warp. 
<laughs> and I'm listening to the same stuff that I was listening here at home. And then all of a sudden they say, uh, I forget the, what it, uh, something Windsor, Windsor Chatham. I think yeah, yeah, Windsor Chatham, yeah. Okay. So it's like, cool. I don't even have to mess with my radio. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, 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 I think like people, you know, when, when they're politicians or they do stuff that they don't understand. So they begin to question, you know, why are, why are they, uh, you know, raising my taxes? Why are they sending guys to Iraq or Iran and, or whatever? Why are they, you know, banging on North Korea? Uh, so they go to the internet or they go and they, or the people that they work with and they says, Oh, it's just, all part of a globalist agenda or it's all part of a this and that. And they, they, and they, they believe they can believe this because like, uh, like I've been doing articles uh, lately on my podcast, I've been doing articles on the globalist agenda. And a lot of it is, has to do with uh, things that happened in the past. Uh, like I'm trying to work on the industrial side, you know, of all this and, uh, those or those type of conspiracies, and I think it ha- you know a lot of it sounds like they're going back to like Rockefeller and building of Standard Oil. You know the guy actually did this. He built this huge trust, a big monopoly on oil, Carnegie with steel, uh, Vanderbilt and his and the railroads, and they see that happening in in the, in historically, even though technically today we it. it it's not uh, possible through um, antitrust. Antitrust, but they'll say, "Well, they're just finding ways around." You know, they'll say, "Oh, they're just finding ways around it." So people will believe. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to call them gullible, but that's basically what what's going on. People are just gullible, and they'll believe whatever uh, smart people will tell them. Um, I think a lot of it is, uh, yeah, it's fear. Uh, again. Uh, you know, I worked a lot with automation, so a lot of you know, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that was coming on the news was people losing their job to automation, to robots and stuff like that. So uh, again, a fear for their jobs, fear for their, you know, uh, you know, their livelihoods, their how they'll lose their house or whatever. And then you have, uh, you know, um, oh, yeah, that. You know, like with the uh, the economic meltdown, you know, no one really knows what happened other than, you know, you'll, you'll hear a little bit about, you know, uh, real estate prices in the, in the states going dropping. You'll hear about manipulations overseas, um, whatever the, you know, a lot of the a lot of these governments had invested heavily in those derivatives that were based on U.S. Uh, um, real estate. So again, it almost sounds like somebody is manipulating or working things from behind, you know, behind the scenes. So it's almost like, you know, who do you believe, you know, and, you know, you know, you're not sure if you're getting the full, you know, and of course, yeah, like the. Well, like the crazies, like uh, Alex Jones will rag on the media. Oh, they got it all wrong. That that's not what's happening. It's unless it suits their purpose. But 
you know, they'll say, oh, yeah, that it's all wrong. Everything you see on CNN is, uh, uh, you know, is garbage. That's not what's happening. This is what's happening. You know, the Bilderbergs are doing this or the CFR or what have you. Right. So it's kind of, I mean, I think it's confusion, fear, uh, just not, um, just doesn't, not well-knowledged. Um, I don't want to say I don't want to call them stupid or anything like that because they're really not. I mean, I I, I think uh, we're just trying to make uh, trying to through uh, uh, you know through our uh, our cognitive biases, our you know our our biases, our cognitive dissidents, you know, working with all that kind of you know the, the stuff that we're just trying to make sense of a world that you know you almost uh, you'd be sane or if you just say screw it you know let, let let the world go you know you know and that's kind of that's what i kind of see going on and i'm kind of honor of you being in detroit um you know from south detroit windsor we look across the river and we see the renaissance center which is G- gm's uh headquarters and uh and uh it's 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 weird it's like um yeah, I was at the Art Gallery of Windsor back when I was in Windsor for Christmas, and you know it's got just this beautiful view of downtown Detroit, and uh, and it's sort of like, yeah, Windsor people like the Detroit, but the view of Detroit, but only from a distance. You know, they don't like to get up and close, and <laughs> and and there are bad parts of Detroit. Have you been to Mexican Town yet in in Detroit? Uh no, I, I've been mostly south south of Detroit. Okay, I, I'm sure. Chicago area, no shortage of real live Mexicans and good Mexican food. But yeah. to a Torontonian Canadian, where we don't get real live Mexicans, and I said it before and I'll say it again, uh, you know, all of you states in America where you're like, we don't like Mexicans, show us your papers, um, send them our way. <laughs> we'll take them. Because uh, they've. Actually, go ahead. Oh yeah, I, no, you can't have them. I <laughs> I know a couple of excellent restaurants that I go to all the time. I mean, you know, actually, a buddy of mine I work with runs a, a bar and grill, and he's got most incredible food. And it's like, no, I'm keeping that. I I want good food down here. I mean, we, we got crappy beer. Let's uh, but let's keep the good food. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Gen- GM uh, General Motors. See, there's uh, there's the, the, the famous um, GM conspiracy. There was it the streetcar conspiracy. Yeah, I just started looking at that. I knew there was something about that guy. It, that that it was uh, had to do with. Cause I think I actually it was a Toronto uh, article about their streetcars, and okay. they mentioned a GM about the GM conspiracy. So I kind of it's something I'm working on. You know, just. Uh, Oh, okay, yeah. I think it was, was it, um, you know, if you get old, you get older, you just forget everything. Um, the, the, the animated, uh, oh, Roger Bob, Rabbit? Roger Rabbit, yeah, thank you. Roger Rabbit, Bob Hoskins, uh, right, uh, they sort of introduced the whole idea. It's sort of like Bob Hoskins just sort of jumps on it. He's in LA and jumps on a streetcar, and he's like, why would you want to own a car in LA? You know, it's got the best streetcar system in the world. And, and that kind of like, um, kicked off like 
yeah, well, where did the streetcars go? And, and then sort of people claim, right, there was like a big GM conspiracy that it, GM sort of like, well, we'll come to your town and we'll open factories, but you got to tear up your streetcars. And people are like, all right. Yeah. Um, I don't I, I was reading, yeah, reading that article and it's like, uh, there, there was something to it, but not like it was like this major, let's, you know, you know, I mean, what really happened, I mean, there was nothing like, uh, you know, like a major, you know, conspiracy, I guess. The, the cost of running those rail, those rail lines were brought up. Yeah, streetcars. I mean, a lot of them were already running in the, in the red anyhow. And, and, and that's, how, that's how they bought them out. And uh, it was decided to tear them out. And I kind of remember, though, uh, Chicago having electric buses. Well, we call, we call them trolleys in, in Toronto. We had electric buses here. Yeah, because I believe those were GM-made, and I think they still use the overhead uh, catenaries to to get power. Right. Which yeah. Is, you know, they just, but they were just regular buses. Those articulate. Well, they still have the articulated buses, but I think they're now now just regular diesel diesel powered. But uh, I don't. I mean, I. Oh God! It was like in the '60s. It was the last. I was able. To, I, I have family in Ottawa, Illinois, not Ottawa, Canada. Okay. 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 Ottawa, Illinois, and we used to actually could take the train, the Rock Island Line from Joliet to uh, Ottawa. You could hop. You know, there was they had a couple cars. We'd go back. You know, I miss those days. I mean. You know, now it's now the Rock Island really is the one of the commuter lines that goes into downtown Chicago, and it's you know it's a, the double decker jobs. Okay, I mean still nice, but uh, yeah, not too. It's not too convenient. That 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 was always uh, that's what kind of bothers me about Chicago. I mean, I you know when I look at uh, and when they talk about mass transit, you know they always point to like London and Tokyo and Paris and you know or France and how Europe has their, you know, where you can hop on a train and be anywhere. I don't know how true that is, but, uh, it's definitely here in Chicago. Unless you, unless you work downtown Chicago, I mean, you're stuck on a car. Okay. No. I think, I think the whole, was it like the street car? It's a bit like, you know, like kind of that who killed the electric car thing. It's like, um, you know, it was sort of gasoline engines and electrical engines were sort of competing at the start of the automobile re- revolution. And then while today we're like, you know, everybody's a car, gasoline's expensive, yada, 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 you know, we don't sort of think, okay, you know, back when there were, you know, when there was like one family in the neighborhood who owned a car, gasoline was just such a logical fuel. You know, it, it, it was easy to transport and it provided all huge amounts of energy and all sorts of things. And so gasoline just won because it just, it just made a lot of economic and rational sense. And right. then, and they, but we never sort of thought, you know, well, well one car today, there'll be millions of cars. No one kind of thought that way. And then, and then today there aren't millions of cars, but you know, we are bringing back electrical cars like, you know, Nissan, et cetera. But, um, but the whole streetcar, I mean, again, the whole streetcar thing, it was like, you know, in the fifties, it was sort of like people were, you know, moving out the suburbs and we needed, we needed, 
public transit, and and you know, we just didn't have the money to build streetcars. So when they really looked at streetcars, they're like, well, if there's a accident on that road, the streetcars are stuck, and. Anybody who uses streetcars in Toronto knows the pain. It's like there's like 12 streetcars all backed up because there's one accident. So so the people just sort of made the calculation, okay, buses can get around accidents. We can put, you know, a bunch of buses into operation very quickly, you know, to handle traffic patterns. They can we can change their routes, you know, based on time of day. And so so buses at that point just sort of seemed a very kind of logical solution and not sort of kind of realizing oh, buses are not a pleasant way to yeah. go you know people will just not really like buses it just i take a bus to work because i hate driving and i i, I live you know just uh like 6 minutes from uh my subway station and there's a bus that drops me off right in front of my work and i'm probably the only sort of director who takes a bus to work you know it's, yeah. I don't know I just sort of muse over that sometimes and, and but it's just because it's like I I can get on the bus and I can sleep and then and then I can wake up and I can you know and it's just a, a very pleasant when when all things are clicking right, it's pleasant. When things are backed up, and I'm on a cold bus stop in February for 20 minutes, not so great. But they they have this new thing where you can kind of like all the buses have GPS, so you can see where the bus is now online. You can see where it is, and you can kind of go, okay, I can if I leave work now. I'll make it in time just to hop on the bus, you know, or I can text to the bus company and, and then it will tell me exactly based on GPS, there'll be a bus coming in three minutes and I can go, okay, three minutes. I yeah. know it, it's removed the, all the uncertainty, which is one of the real negatives about, about the bus. Yeah. Well, when I, when I was in high school, I used to have to, to catch a bus. Now I had, I had to walk a mile to one street corner to catch a bus so if you're doing that in, and that was back when we we were getting nastier snows than we get now. Uh, you know, we're talking like mine. It was a minus twenty day. There was the bus stop had you know they, they had plowed snow into the bus stop. You know, so you're kind of standing up there. Uh, you're trying to find some way to knock the wind off, and it took about a I want to say a half hour to an hour for that bus to show up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not. I think that's the point when I said I don't like cold anymore. I used to love I used to love going outside in the winter. And now now it's unless I'm well I did do some cross country skiing so uh, but that, that you, you're working you're staying warm I, but uh, you know uh, yeah because plus where I'm at buses are kind of like this uh, oh we get like I think we only get like one bus. Or two buses a day oh. out, out to where I live, and oh, it's kind of funny. There's, there's they're talking about a light rail that would connect, like from Joliet, and head straight north, like through the the western suburbs of Chicago, trying to use the old EJ and E rail rail lines, and that would be that would be way cool. I mean, I would love that because. Like I said, there's very little north-south 
public transport in Chicago. Everything is designed to head straight into downtown, either the South Station or uh, there's uh, South, there's the I don't know if it's Union Union Station, and then there's the Canadian is it Canadian Northern I think <laughs> station. But those all go out to the oh yeah, those go straight out to the suburbs. There's nothing like uh, for me to go from like I go from Joliet to Downers Grove, which is kind of north of me. There's there's because I think I figured try to figure it out once, and it's like if I catch the bus here in town, it's it's thirty minutes to get to make a connection to a RTA bus that goes north, which takes an hour and a half. Then I still have a a, a one mile walk to get to my office. Then it's a one mile back. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, catch the same bus, and you know, it's like. It ain't worth it, right? You know, so um, so then they wonder why there's so many cars on the road. You know, it's because because yeah. you know some people aren't thinking. You know, because like I think what San Francisco's got the BART system, which goes everywhere. I mean, and I want to say Portland, Oregon has a real nice setup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to say I, I almost because uh, I was staying I was staying at the airport. Granted, I had it was kind of a walk to the nearest station, but that would take me right into downtown wherever I wanted to go. And uh, but uh, I had there, I was working, so there was not much time to to play around. So, but um, but yeah, like Chicago, you know, it's like you know, you know, you know, it's 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 one of those you, unless you're going downtown. You know, you might as well, you know, or unless you, or we're living in one of the suburbs, the closer suburbs, you know, uh, you're not going to you're not going to be using too much public transportation. Um, we should probably wrap up. But um, 2013, what do you think? Uh, what, what's your prediction for for like what are going to be some of the big conspiracies for 20, 2013? Because I just I. It's like when we have when we have a democratic president, we tend to America sort of tends to look inside itself for its enemies. When you have a Republican president, America looks outside of itself for its enemies. So, I guess what what do you think is going to be the effect of you know Obama winning a second term? And I guess. Some of the subtext too of like this election, where it's like you know seventy percent of Hispanics voted Democrat, and uh, you know majority of women voted Democrat, and 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 you know is this going to sort of are, are are you know these old white politicians who are, are they going to double down? Do you think, or do you think they're going to go? You know what? We really got to sort of the, um, the face of America has changed. It's not rich old white guys anymore. You know what what what, what How's this all going to play out in terms of conspiracies for 2013? Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, one, I think, uh, well, first of all, because, I mean, leading up to the election, I mean, the Republicans, they, they had those guys that just stupid things came out of their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's the only way to describe it. You know, it's like, you know, the, the legitimate rape stuff, yeah, uh, the yeah. slavery stuff, you know, it's like, uh, dudes, I mean, Someone, I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that somebody in the Republican Party is saying, you know what, we lost because of these morons. Morons, yeah. You know, you know, and 
we, you know, we can't have this in our party anymore. We can't, we got to get rid of the religion. We got to, I'm hoping that, but at that, that may end up creating some, you know, some side tension, I guess, where, um, hopefully that's what they're thinking. You know, um, let's stop scaring the white people that, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the Mexicans and the, you know, the, the, the blacks are now taking over the world. Um, there yeah. might be a Muslim president in by 2030 or something. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, hopefully they, they, they that would, that would be nice, but apparently they're not getting that. They didn't get that message. Okay. You know. Okay. Actually, I think I had, some, you know, I, I got a list here of, uh, uh, the Repub- what the Republicans blamed what went wrong. You know, it's like, and it's most, it's a lot of this, you know, it's like, uh, mostly it was like, um, yeah, it's like the uh, media select, selectively reported Rodney gaffes, uh, fact checks, fact checker, fact checker, oh, sorry, fact checkers were biased. Hurricane Isaac hitting the, the uh, Tampa convention. Romney was too nice. Hurricane Sandy and Chris Christie get the blame. Let's see, Obama won by suppressing the vote. Romney wasn't conservative enough. Americans are basically ignorant. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else is in here? Uh, Obama was backed by the 40, 47%. And the uh, America White establishment is now a minority. It, that Those are the, seems to be the reasons they're, they're, uh, uh, saying that why they lost they're not saying that hey we had stupid people making stupid statements in front of cameras and microphones you know right um so i'm kind of hoping that uh one they clean they clean that clean those people out i mean that you can't you you know you can't have that kind of stuff going out you know and having a party that's going to win an election now hopefully but I'm I'm almost betting it's going to be some type of uh, well, well we just went through the the first uh, cl- fiscal cliff, got that kind of squared away. Now there's a second one that's supposed to be coming up in two months. Of raising so, the debt ceiling, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's gonna I think that might generate some uh, some controversy. Um, uh, let's see. I think that may be about it. I, th- I think it's all going to be, uh, you know, just arguing over fiscal policy, and unless something happens where that, you know, like a like another nine eleven, where they have a, you know, something, you know, something happens, and then they just decide, oh, well, then the crazies will say it's a, you know, the false flag, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, argument. So, but I, I, you know, hopefully, uh, I don't think that. That doesn't seem, you know, that'd be a low on low on my list. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you know, I mean, if the economy keeps improving and you know slowly bounces back, yeah, I mean, that seems to be the course it's going. And and uh, who who is, you know, some of the like uh, the the really big sort of Fox News guys, like um, who, who's who's the crazy Mormon guy. Uh, Oh, I don't really watch Fox too much. Uh, it's like Huckabee. No, 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 oh, no. What's his What's his name? Uh, 
You, well, there's one guy who is like, you know, like, oh, that that woman's a slut. She wants us to pay for her birth control. And uh, who's 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 that? Well, guy? that was Lim, that was Limbaugh. Was it? Sure, sorry, right, Rush Limbaugh. Limbaugh. Was he the one that sort of got got, got he got kicked off of? And uh, Rush Limbaugh. But who's his counterpart also? Um, oh, uh, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. They're like. You know, their, their, their message has constantly been, you know, uh, America's on the verge of collapse, you know, buy gold, buy seeds, you know, things <laughs> like this. And, 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 and but their what their 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 constant message is sort of running counter to, to the evidence, you know, what's sort of going on in America that that, yeah, there's still a lot of employment, but it's 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 slowly getting better and better and better, and 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 and, and so they're finding their ratings are kind of tanking, and you know, and they're now sort of speaking to more and more people on 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 the fringe, and so so um so it's just you know that that kind of that kind of, sort of conspiracy mongering might subside, but I'm just sort of wondering what, what might replace it, what kind of. Oh, I don't know. Of course, even see, even North Korea is not even. I mean, they may be uh, willing to talk now again. They'll never talk. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was reading something about uh, the, the new leader. He's uh, <laughs> reaching out. But... No, no. They just they just do that. It's like, oh, we haven't been in the headlines in a That's couple of weeks. What can we do? Yeah, that's all they do. I guess, I guess you know it's like China. Maybe I, maybe we should we should look towards some conspiracy mongering about China because they are kind of flexing their muscles a bit over these wacky islands and territorial disputes in in Asia and and, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, if maybe. if I got if I got to make a prediction, I'll say we're going to start to see you know. A, a new red scare being China now. I would vote for that one. Okay. Though, though uh, yeah, China, I want to say, you know what? I, I would say maybe a, an economic collapse in China. That might, yeah, that might, that would be bad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, especially when there's all the. I mean, they're holding all these American dollars, right. and uh, they're not buying from America, sending those dollars back. Uh, Caterpillar has been trying to sell to the Chinese, and the Chinese have been buying. I mean, they've been buying tractors from Caterpillar, but yes. Caterpillar apparently is kind of, I think they've kind of screwed up, and uh, see, the Chinese don't want the fancy tractors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just want tractors they can run into the ground, and if the, you know the, the pit they're digging collapses and buries the, the tractor and maybe a couple workers in there, they just it's just like, uh, oh well we lo- it's a they just write it off. Yeah. Uh, but they you know uh, apparently uh, caterpillar the tractors they've been making lately have been uh, the fancy ones with air conditioning GPSs yeah. and stuff like that. So the Chinese don't want to buy that. So. Um, I wonder if there's something. I mean, I think the Chinese want to buy from America, but I think, or even, well, I wonder if uh, Canada or buy from the West get some of these dollars off their out of their uh, treasuries, because uh, if America does tank, yeah. China comes with it, or if America just starts like printing money, like. It, 
it's it, it devalues the purchasing power of the, the American dollars they're holding. So right, yeah. But I mean that you know if you had because it's like the Chinese have got I don't know how many trillions, but but they're like well. The best thing we can do with that is we put it in like American treasuries, which lets America, you know, borrow money really cheaply. But if they don't trust that, in some ways, this might be a good thing. If, if they don't trust that, you know, dollar will have purchasing power, you know, that's going to have radically less purchasing power five years from now, they're going to go, you know, what? We, let's buy hotels. Let's buy factories. Let's buy Apple. Let's buy land. Let's buy Manhattan. And, and you know that money will come back. It won't go to the treasury. It will go to people who own shares and companies right. and people who own office buildings in Manhattan. Right. So I mean yeah. that that might be that might be a good. Yeah. Who knows? Well, that that but that kind of killed Japan and puts them into recession. So that I'm thinking they're trying. They want to avoid that as much as possible. So yeah, yeah. Then, there, then, there, go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just saying maybe. Maybe there's an opportunity to get some of these Chinese factories built over here and uh, spend U.S. dollars to build Chinese factories here in the States, and maybe that could work. But uh, All it, I know I, is my T-Fal clothing steamer, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is built in China, that the, the on switch broke after like a few months of use. Yeah. So, like... Oh come on! <laughs> right. I don't. It, uh, it's so funny. Um, oh, this is kind of a kind of a, a same type of story. Um, when I was I was on a I was on this project. Um, they were we're in the middle. They were building a a new unit to the refinery. Okay. And uh, kind of got a lesson in how. Stuff gets, you know, stuff gets to the gets to the United States because uh, these it was it had to do with valves, and the valves were cast in India. They were shipped to Mexico. Was it uh, either Mexico or Indonesia to be finished? Eventually, they all ended up in Mexico for some final work. They were inspected sent to the states where they got inspected uh, locally and then they went and installed these things until one of our fitters spotted a uh, a, a cracks in the valves you know and uh, actually the, there was a mark from the inspector in uh, India to reject this casting but it, they ended up getting shipped now we're talking valves that are like, uh, oh, what was what did those? These valves cost fifty thousand to maybe even like a hundred thousand dollars a valve. It's not stuff you buy at home hardware. Right, right, and uh, all of a sudden, all sorts of stuff. You know, all all the and then well that and that's kind of what happened. You know, what we found out was that the ins- no one just didn't pay attention to the inspection marks, and I'm like. So I was, I was kind of like, well, you know, is, is it just, you know, I was asking the guy, is it, you know, just this, this for, a foreign made, you know, foreign steel, you know, all that kind of stuff. He goes, no, actually, this is actually a, a rarity. It's usually the American stuff that we have problems with. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to digest that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
because, um, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, we're dealing with a world economy, uh, and, uh, I'm, it's, it's kind of neat. I don't know if I have a collection of knives. I, I got some, uh, some military, you know, combat knives and okay. stuff. And, uh, sometimes I'll pick up a, a cheap, uh, pocket knife or something like that. Cause it looked cool, you know, whatever. And, um, I'll look at it and I could tell if it's like a, how, you know, I'll look at it. And if it says Pakistan on it, um, you gotta be real. I, I don't really, I won't use it for, for real because from what I understand, a lot of those knives are made, they, they'll take, uh, leaf springs from, you know, like from wrecked cars. And cut them and flatten them out and use them because one, the steel is already kind of ha- had been worked, and especially in Pakistan. They they use things till they you can't use it anymore. I mean, if the engine goes out, you have, you strap a donkey to it and drag it along, type of thing. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, that, and that's basically where the stuff a lot of this stuff comes from, and uh, you know, and those those are you know if it's yeah if it's Pakistan. I think some India, but I think it's mostly Pakistan. You got to watch out for. But uh, some of it's nice. Don't get me wrong. But then others are like you could see where they welded the steel together to make one big piece. You know, it's like uh, if I ever had to do something, use it for its intended purpose, I'd probably hurt myself using that knife. You know, but there's, you know, um, you know, this world economy. I think that box again. That I think that bugs some people too. That uh, you know, call centers in India. You know the whole thing that kind of you know. So I'm kind of learning how some of this stuff is. You know how, how the world is. You know what what you know Mexico. And it, it was funny that no, you know, but someone should have caught it. You know, because I was I was also doing inspections on on the construction on this site and I was catching stuff, you know, and it's like, Oh no, we got to fix that. You got to change that, you know, and it's not that hard. I mean, once you, once, you know, so, um, I don't know. All right. Okay. Well, I'll, 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 I'll let you go, Mike. And uh, so, so what's, what's the URL to your, your, your conspiracy podcast? It's your conspiracy skeptic podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a skeptic's guide to conspiracy. Um you can the website is uh uh dot com. M I K E B O H L E R dot com. I also have a a, a side uh it's a dot net where I keep my research material. Okay. But the the podcast is at dot com and uh, it can be found on iTunes, uh Zoom, uh Blackberry um, I've seen it pop up on some other podcatchers, and and uh, I'm also part of the uh, dumbass media network. <laughs> so, uh, so if you're a, a fan of the dumbass, uh, or parrot, yeah. parrot, parrot, or parrot, yeah, former guest on the show, he did the ancient aliens thing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that'll be uh, uh, dumbassmedia.info. And there's all there's a few other guys you know there's a Chris Webber he does a 
atheist uh, podcast. Really, really excellent, really excellent podcast. And of course, the Invisible Sky Monster and the Dumbass Guide to Knowledge. Again, excellent uh, podcasts. Um, so I can be found there too if if needed. Okay. Okay. Great, Mike. Okay. Well, I will. I'll, I'll talk to you next year, I guess. Yeah. Let's, let's make it a yeah a yearly thing. Uh, okay. Cool. All right then. And uh, all right, I'll let you go. Have a, have a good night. Oh, oh. 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 Sorry. Oh, I should say one thing. I really like your uh, Ask a Canadian. Oh. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I. You know what? When I was in Detroit, you know, when I was in Detroit, I was looking for empty box Xbox boxes floating around for, from. Cause I'm near a, a Best Buy. Uh huh. You did. A, you, you were saying that the Canadians cross the border to buy cheap Xboxes yeah. and empty out. I'm like, oh, maybe I should keep an eye out for uh, empty X. And, and that would explain why there's empty Xbox boxes and electronic boxes float. You know, throwing going through our you know, in the, the parking lot. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I really, I, I I get a kick out of that that one. I, li- I like how you. Uh, uh, how quick you come up with your your answers to that before before you you know i'm going is he gonna apologize he's gonna apologize sometimes i forget to (laughs) there are a couple episodes where i go i think i go through the whole episode without saying sorry to anybody and i feel bad was it the last one or the second to last one i think i'm trying to remember but uh i like i said i get a kick out of it and uh and I think he even mentioned something about uh, you. You were talking about uh, women wearing boots. Why can't guys wear the same kind of boots? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. We look, I, they look sexy. We look dorky. Yeah, because that's that seems to be the style there in Detroit. I mean, and I'm like, oh, where did I hear this before? <laughs> oh, I, I got. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. We talked about that in uh, on the conspiracy skeptic, you know. So, but yeah. I, I, I I love that I love that podcast. All right, thanks, Mike. No um, problem. All right, have a good Sunday then. Yeah, you too. All right, safe trip back to Chicago. Good.